you are. you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Uh, super excited and honored for today's guest. David Garofalo has served as Chief Executive Officer and President and Chairman of the Board of Directors of the Gold Royalty Corporation. David has worked in various leadership capacities in the natural resource sector for over 30 years. He has also served as President and Chief Executive Officer of Gold Corp until its sale to Newmont Corporation in April 2019. Prior to joining Gold Corp, he has served as President and Chief Executive Officer and Director of Hud Bay Minerals from 2010 to 2015, where he presided over that company's emergence as a leading metals producer. Previous to this, he has held various senior executive roles with mining companies, including Senior Vice President Finance and Chief Financial Officer of Agnico Eagle Limited from 98 to 2010, and Treasure and various financial roles with Inmet Mining Corporation from 1990 to 1998. He was named Mining Person of the Year by Northern Miner in 2012 and Canada's CFO of the Year by Financial Executives International Canada in 2009. As well as a graduate of the University of Toronto, he is a chartered accountant and certified director of Institute of Corporate Directors. He also serves on the board of directors of the Vancouver Board of Trade and the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. So I'm excited to welcome David to Making Bank. But I've actually spent the last 30 years at developing and operating mines around the world in four distinct vehicles, all of which uh, were significant players in the space. And I've spent equivalent amounts of time both on the precious and base metal side. What's exciting about this cycle right now is the coordinated rallies that we've seen in both the base and precious side for, for a variety of reasons, some of them common across the metals, but some of them quite distinct. On the precious side, it's all the quantitative easing we've seen of late. Low interest rates is really driving a lot of demand for precious metals. On the base side, it's that quantitative easing that's resulting in a lot of stimulus into the economy, which is driving base metal prices up to unprecedented levels as well. Where I think gold is going this year is probably around $3,000 an ounce. Today it's trading somewhere around $1,800, $1,900 an ounce. And really what drives me to that, uh, that conclusion is where we've seen previous cyclical highs in gold when we've had hyperinflationary environments like we're experiencing currently. Um, back in 1981, uh, when we went through the oil embargo and we saw significant double-digit inflation, gold traded to a high of $850 an ounce, but that's $1981. Sure. You translate that to 2021, that's $3,000 an ounce. So I'm certainly not picking that number out of the air. I would argue that the, the inflationary environment we find ourselves in is, is far greater than what we found in the 70s and 80s because there's been a coordinated effort by all the global central banks to debase their currencies. In other words, they're printing their fiat currencies with reckless abandon. Mm. They maintain interest rates both on a nominal real basis and negative turns. So we are seeing hyperinflation. And I know the headline number most recently was only 5%. doesn't seem like hyperinflation, but that's not the reality. They exclude a lot of important things that we all consume, like housing. Anybody that's tried to buy a house in the last year knows that inflation's far in excess of 5%. Sure. And that's such a fundamental component of our spending 
Uh, how can we say that inflation is only 5%? We're in a hyperinflationary environment. We're going to see the evidence of that in commodities. We've never seen multiples at these levels um, in, in the general equity markets. And so I think you're going to see increasingly um, investors start to look for ways to preserve their capital in the face of significant volatility in the general equity markets. There is going to be significant corrections in these valuations because the underlying economic activity simply does not justify it. Gold is a currency. Make no mistake about it. It's not a commodity. And currencies trade relative to each other based on interest rate differentials. You know, gold historically has always uh, yielded zero, admittedly. But sovereign debt today yields negative mm. when, you, when you include the effects of inflation. So owning a, a treasury bill is a way to see your capital destroyed by inflation over time because there's no yield on it. And so that's going to continue to drive capital into gold. There's a very finite amount of gold on the Earth's surface. It's actually only about 200,000 metric tons. Wow. And to give you a sense of what that is visually, it's about four Olympic-sized swimming pools. It's very, very a tiny, minute amount of metal on the Earth's surface. It's very difficult to mine. We only mine 4,000 metric tons in the mining industry per year. So we're only adding about 5% to supply per annum. So it can't be printed like fiat currencies. And there isn't that elasticity of supply to price. So even with higher gold prices, we're not seeing the supply stimulated. And we're actually seeing mine supply go down because the, the industry is underinvested in exploration and development of the last six or seven years. The way the gold royalty model works is we provide capital to the mine operators and developers to build their mines and expand them. And we take royalties back in return, a fixed percentage of their revenue, typically one, two, three percent. So we get full leverage to the gold price. And if they find more in the ground through their exploration efforts, the operators, we get the upside as well. We get to enjoy that exploration upside. What we don't get exposed to is operating capital cost risk. So if costs inflate, it doesn't affect our revenue flow because we're taking top line risk only. I've populated our board and management with capable operating people. These are not financial engineers. We have over 250 years of collective experience on our board management on the operating side of the business. Um, so that gives us uncommon access to royalty opportunities. We, we understand the mindset of operators and explorers because we've been in that role for, for, again, collectively over 250 years. So we have a clear-eyed view of the underlying risk of the assets we're investing in and the opportunities inherent therein too. The easiest and lowest risk way to play the gold sector and the silver sector, for that matter, is to buy the physical, um, either lining up at a bank or buying uh, the, the ETF that's physically backed by gold and silver. Or you can start to move across the risk spectrum and look at royalty companies that provide you that leverage of the gold price, but also expiration upside. Um, there's a little bit more risk there, but I'd say, again, it's the best of all worlds and that it provides physical exposure and also provides you leverage to the gold price. We are in a hyperinflationary environment. Um, that means that your savings are steadily being eroded every day because if you're sitting in a bank account, I can, I can guarantee you're earning effectively zero um, in terms of uh, your interest on your bank accounts. I, I know that. And inflation means that on a real basis, your return's actually negative. And so your capital is steadily getting eaten away every day. And that's why it's so important to preserve your capital by investing in the one currency that can't be printed. And it's been the, the true real currency for 4,000 years, which is gold. I am Josh Felbert. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary.
Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. And sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV Success Thinkers Network, Amazon. 